Hey guys, welcome to the I Can Relate podcast. I'm Rebecca Miller. Thank you so much for joining us this month on today's podcast. I'm really excited to have our guest, Lizzie Stickline. Um, Lizzie, how old are you? I am 26. So really my first millennial guest. (laughs) And she is such a sweetheart. Really, I was encouraged by her and really kind of thought later down the road, I need to have her on my podcast. I had heard her at a women's conference that I I attended, and she was on a panel of ladies, all different ages. And she was talking about contentment. And I really was impressed to hear what she had to say and just what God had been doing in her heart. And it really touched me. And so I wanted to have her today on the podcast. And Lizzie, just thank you so much for joining us today on the I Can Relate podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Good. Well, I'm again, I'm so glad you're here. And I wanted her to just kind of start out with maybe sharing a tip from a millennial perspective Um, of just kind of maybe in today's society, um, what is a tip that could help another millennial or even just anyone really in general, um, you know, to have a better and more fulfilling life? So with the millennial generation, I think that the best thing that they can do is um, stop focusing so much on um, what social media deems as acceptable for our generation or Um, what the world thinks about us. Um, I've always lived this life of prove them wrong kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And if you want people to stop seeing you as this entitled generation and this generation that's only about themselves and a take, take, take generation, um, I think that you have to prove them to them that that's not who you are. um, And that's not what our generation is about. Um, But I would also encourage the older generation to evaluate um, whether or not you've taught our generation. Or our teaching, if you have younger, right? Right, (laughs) or our teaching um, our generation to be the people you want them to be. Um, It's, you can, you can do any, everything possible in your life to show them that you need to give, that you need to think of others. Um, But if you don't teach them how to do that, sometimes that translation gets lost in the mix. And here I am at 26 and I've heard the word, um, you're just entitled. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be considered entitled. I want to be someone who is looked at as someone who constantly gives of themselves and who constantly puts others above themselves. And so I'm finding my own way in doing that now. Um, and I mean, my parents were great examples of yeah. a giving family. Um, but I think I took that for granted so, so much growing up. And now I'm learning how to live that way and live the way that they lived. Um, because I got to, I got to be a benefactor of the way that they lived, but I didn't necessarily take their example and begin to live it out in my own life until more recently. Yeah, that's really good. And I think for anyone, whether you're a millennial, I think for me as a mom, you know, I I think making sure I'm teaching my children 
I don't like it when I see them being entitled, but then that's such a good point. I need to reevaluate and think, okay, am I actually teaching them how to love, how to give, how to um, work hard? And um, they don't need to seek my approval. (laughs) Um, They don't need to seek God's approval. We love them just the way they are, but we want to encourage them to give their very best to God. And this is how we can. And that's really, really good. So before we get into any more of the podcast, I kind of want to get want you to get to know um, Lizzie. And please just excuse the noise in the background. That's just my washer going. I live in a small apartment and the washer is literally in the living room, but like behind doors. So <laughs> it's okay if you hear noises or singing. Um, this is how we roll. <laughs> and so we're just keeping it real and fun and um, in the comfort of our home or drinking our coffee too. So Lizzie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, um, of course we know your age, but like, tell us what you do for a living, um, where you went, like what you did, where you went to school, just all those great things so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So um, I am a middle school, high school um, technology teacher and I love my job. Um, Sometimes it, it's draining, um, but I think it's so rewarding as well. Um, the school I teach at is actually the school I graduated from from Rosedale Baptist. Um, cool. I went there. I came there in eighth grade, um, and I stayed there all the way until twelfth grade, and graduated from there, and then went off to Pensacola Christian College. Uh, got my bachelor's in criminal justice, and then decided to stay and get my master's in educational leadership. Um, originally, my I felt that God was leading me to um, touch the lives of juvenile delinquents who were being pulled in and out of the foster care system and just didn't really understand what God's love looked like because Mm -hmm. they had never experienced love in their own lives. Um, And as I got closer and closer to graduation um, and closer and closer to finding out what God had for me after graduation, Um, I really started to see him move and lead in a direction that I didn't think that he would. Um, I had had a job lined up in Indiana to work with juvenile delinquents. Um, And about two weeks before I was supposed to go there, um, they called me and told me that the position was no longer available. Um, And so I went on this frantic search for a job. And it just hit me one day that, you know, maybe God brought me back here to invest in a ministry that had poured so much love, so much grace, um, and so much of themselves into me. Mm. Um, and so I immediately went and spoke to our administrator and said, I want to be a part of here in any capacity possible, whether that is being a guidance counselor, um, even being an assistant to the administrator. And he asked me how I felt about teaching. And I said, you know, I don't necessarily think I'm qualified, but wherever the Lord leads, I'm willing to follow. Um, and I, it's been three years now. Um, this is my third year teaching at Rosedale. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for the time that um, God has shown me through these past few years that what he wants is best. Um, and, you know, the other day I was even just talking to one of my stu- uh, to one of my classes about how, you know, people go one direction and the, or they could go a different direction. And in my life personally, there have been so many times where I look back and I say, man, I regret that. Or I'm so glad that 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 happened in my life. We have two opposite ends of the spectrum. But every time I've said that I regret that, it's been apart from what God wanted. 
And every time I, I've said, you know, I'm so glad that that's happened in my life, God's been a part of it and God's been involved and God's been at the center of it. And so I told them, you know, do you regret things in your life because God's not a part of it? And, or do you, do you, are you grateful for the things in your life because God's been at the center of it? Um, and I just think that he's worked in my life so much in the past few years that, um, I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, and I mean, it hasn't been all, all great, obviously, because life is life. Um, but the good times have outweighed the bad times more than I can count. And you have a really, uh, you have a real heart for the kids. Absolutely. Which I think makes a big difference, um, is your heart for them and seeing them not just succeed academically, but I think spiritually in their life. A lot, some of these kids that come into the school, it's an open enrollment school. They don't even know the Lord. They, they don't know anything about the Bible, really. They, they don't even go to church. And so I think it, it really is an awesome opportunity that you have to influence these kids and that you feel God calling you to do that. And maybe it wasn't the way that you thought it would look, but it's, so perfect and again perfect meaning you have your rough days but knowing that you're doing what God wants and that's just wonderful and I love what you said about gratitude I think sometimes we can miss um, the beauty of what God is doing in our life because we're looking at something else and we're losing gratitude in all the blessings that God has given us and we're missing out on all of the miracles that he's done in our life because we're simply focused on what we don't have or what isn't going this way or whatever the case may be. So, um, so good. Thank you for sharing just that about yourself. And how did you come to know the Lord? So um, before I came to Rosedale, I went to a different Christian school um, for first through seventh grade. And when I was in that school um, in second grade, I had a teacher who explained the salvation message every single Bible class. Mm. And every single day I would raise my hand and say, I need to get saved. I need to get saved. (laughs) Um, And it came to a point where one of my fellow classmates as a second grader, I still remember it. She looked at me and she said, you know, you only have to ask Jesus into your heart one time. (laughs) And I said, well, I I need Jesus every day. And she said, yeah, we all need Jesus every day. But Jesus is Jesus comes a part of your life the first time you ask. You don't have to keep asking him. And so at that point in time, I asked Jesus into my heart that day because I fully understood it. Um, And it's it's crazy that a second grader, God used the second grader, a fellow second grader to just lead me in that path. Um, Do you know where that person is to this day at all? I mean, they're still in Baltimore. Okay. Um, I've thought about reaching out to them you should. Uh, once that or twice. Be, that would but be amazing, really. Yeah, I just, be I don't know. Be maybe to them. Yeah, it probably <laughs> you would. Know, and you never know what they're going through, it, too. It yeah, would be just what would. they need to hear. That's really awesome. And it is true. Like, God, you know, he wants that childlike faith. And that little girl just was like, you're making it complicated. Just ask Jesus once. It's a personal relationship. It's not a continued prayer of God helping us. It's recognizing that we cannot get to heaven but through Jesus Christ and what he did for us already on the cross. And we hope that if you're a listener today and maybe you don't know the Lord, um, you will receive him as your Lord and Savior, as your way to heaven, because he is the only way. Um, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And so, with that, I wanted uh, Lizzie to kind of the, the last part of our podcast for today, just kind of talk about what she has been going through um, 
in recent days and what God has been doing in recent days in her life. And um, really, I when I talked to her about this, I when I mentioned something, she said, oh, yeah, I've really been going through something really very difficult. And I looked at her and I just, because she has the joy of the Lord in her heart and in her life, I don't, I wouldn't have known that. And it was a testimony to me um, because I have failed miserably at that time, you know, at that at times where my face or my attitude isn't right because I'm going through something and maybe someone has seen that. Um, And so anyway, I just, I'm excited for you to share today. Um, I think it's going to be a huge blessing to me. I think it's something that I need to hear, even though I don't know what you're going to (laughs) share. I like these raw. I want these to be raw, but... Um, I know that she has some things that she wants to share um, and that God, I know that God has been working in her life. And that is why I asked you to be on the podcast because I think it's going to bless someone else. I think someone else is going to relate to it, me included, if I'm the only one. (laughs) So um, it'll be good. (laughs) So go ahead, Lizzie, and just share what God has been doing recently in your life at the age that you're at. Um, You know, Lizzie is not married. She doesn't have any kids or anything like that. Um, And so it just kind of gives you from her perspective... um, you know, what's going on in her life. So, um, for the last few years, probably, um, a lot of people have asked me, you know, why don't you put yourself out there? Why don't you get out there and just start dating just anybody or, um, (laughs) just, just put yourself out there and see, see what turns up. And, um, being single at my age is not necessarily the easiest thing. I mean, it's always kind of been a battle for me just because, I see all of the, my friends that are my age or even younger than me um, getting married, having kids, um, seriously dating someone, getting engaged, um, buying a house, um, having all of these major life changes. And for a really long time, I have felt like I'm kind of stuck. Mm. Um, but I've chosen in my own life to choose um, not to compromise and what I want. And some people tell me, you know, you're really picky when it comes to people. You don't give people a chance. Um, But in all sincerity, I always tell them, you know, I only have two stipulations. One is that they have to love Jesus more than they'll ever love me. Because if they don't understand God's love, how are they ever going to know how to truly love me? Mm. And two, um, they have to... um, I just it just left me. <laughs> that's how like that's like how minute it was. It, um, they have to love Jesus more than they'll ever love me, um, and they have to. Um, oh man, you boy, can I circle back around. Yeah, why can't I even think of it? <laughs> it that, that's how probably minute it is. Um, It'll come back. To it, you. it probably will come yeah. back to me. <laughs> um, but I'm okay with. I'm. I truly am content with being single. Um, and, you know, obviously, I the Lord has laid on my heart that um, it's a desire of mine to get married and to have a family. Um, but he's going to do it in his timing. And it's not my job to rush him. Um, it's not my job to make things happen without him. Because I've found that when you get ahead of God, um, it, just, it just ends in heartache. And it kind of leaves you empty. Um, and so... I just, I want them to, to love me for me. 
Um, and I just remember the second thing, actually. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the first thing, obviously, is that they have to love Jesus more than they love me. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, is that they have to respect the fact that I've chosen to remain pure till marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and people my age, that's unheard of. Right. Um, you know, and I don't necessarily expect to, them to have made the same decision because you can't, you can't love someone for their, because of their past, you can't not love someone. Um, and so, but I want them to love me for who I am now and what I've chosen to stand by. Um, and, and some people, they don't understand that, that they don't comprehend why that, that I am the way that I am. Um, but you know, that's just decisions I've made, um, and decisions I'm going to stand by. And I don't think that they're, they're too big of, I mean, they're scriptural, they're scriptural, right? <laughs> so right. you're basing and I mean, it on biblical in my generation, it does seem yeah. like very high standards, and you know, yeah. Well, if if that's if that's the case, I would case, say according to the world standards, right? Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, um, I just I wouldn't want to be anyone other than who I am. Yeah. And so, asking me to compromise on those two things is asking me to be someone other than who I am. And right. um, I would hope that someone would love me, in spite of all of that and you know I'm not perfect I've made mistakes in my life but I've learned from those mistakes um, and I've pressed forward beyond them and I've let God forgive me for those and I don't need anyone else's forgiveness essentially because I've received Christ and obviously if I've wronged someone I seek their forgiveness too Um, but as a 26 year old it is hard Um, and you know I'll be 27 this year and there's still no prospects. Um, I mean, no one's come into my life and has made me feel as if this is it. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and make something work that isn't going to work. It's like fitting, uh, around or a square peg in a round hole. It's just not going to happen. Right. Um, and you want it to be the leading of the Lord. You want God to put it together because that's when it's beautiful. Right. right. And I mean, I've had conversations with family and friends and I've asked them, you know, if God never brings anyone into my life, are you going to be okay with it? Because I'm okay with it. Obviously that's not my heart's desire, but it's, my life has never been about me. It's always been about Christ. And if it's, if I take that away from it, my life is, nothing mm-hmm. my life's not worth anything if I if I remove Christ from the picture um, and so helping them understand that is, has been a little bit challenging but <laughs> I think they love me regardless yeah. um, but I, I mean I'm grateful for that but that's just a little snippet of like that's kind of almost like in the back of my mind when it comes to what God's brought me through the last few months um, in November um, I lost my best friend uh, my grandfather Um, and you know, it was, it was hard. And I mean, it's still hard on a daily basis. Um, just because when things are kind of crazy and when you just need that encouragement, um, he's not here anymore. And he was such a big part of my life and a big part of Rosedale. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that what a lot of people don't necessarily get when it comes to the pain that I feel with losing him is that. Rosedale was a big part of him Mm. and he loved it and unlike the rest of my family who are going through the same suffering that I am I have to walk those halls every day Mm -hmm. I have to I have to look at that ministry every day 
and know that I'll never walk those halls with him again. Mm. I'll, I'll never be able to sit next to him in church again and watch him open his Bible and as silly as it sounds, watch him uh, struggle to get up and grip the pew in front of yeah. him to stand just because he wants to worship the Lord in that way. But he truly was my greatest example of God working because when he was when he was younger, um, not like so much younger, but before he knew Christ, he was a grumpy old man. Mm. Um, and the Lord completely changed him. And I mean, I remember my, my mom talking about his salvation testimony, um, and it just breaking me and just knowing how he came to Christ and knowing really he was the last, one of the last ones and who came to Christ, um, in our, Mm. in our group of people who would regularly attend church. Um, and I think that um, the Lord's trying to teach me, you know, I am your greatest example, and it's okay to miss him, and it's okay to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's He's with you in your heart, and he's always going to be there. Um, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. Um, and he's been teaching me that through the pain, I've got to press on, um, and I've got to be there for my family. I've got to be there for my students. Um, and life happens, you know, we're, we've been promised two things, one that we're going to live and two that we're going to die. And sometimes the second promise is the hardest one to swallow. Um, so I mean, he's been trying to teach me a lot through that. And at one point I really felt like I didn't know what God was doing in my life. What are you teaching me, God? Because this just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I mean, I'm learning slowly. Um, and then more recently, a lot of my family members have had some health issues and some health concerns. Um, and even my grandmother, um, who is now without her husband has, has had some rocky roads and some rocky days. And just to see her continue to press on, um, she's one of the strongest women I know. Um, and she fights pain every single day. Um, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And, I mean, I'm so grateful for the example she's been setting for me in the last few mm-hmm. months with the loss of my grandfather. Um, and on, on, so I've got the loss of my grandfather and then the health concerns of my family and just hurting for them. And then um, just in January, um, I got into a car accident and totaled my vehicle. And it just seems like there's just been one hit after the next with mm. loss essentially yeah. Yeah. um and hurt and heartache and, and feeling like maybe you're hanging on by right thread. right i really have felt like i've been hanging on by a thread um and this past month even god's just been showing me so much of who i am and who he wants me to be and um, how I explained it to a friend is when I'm, when I was going through all this pain, I felt as if, you know, God, God tells us and he, he shows us that he can't use us unless we're broken. Um, and I just felt like God was breaking me, breaking me down from who he had built me up to, or to be in my young adult years, or even in my teen years, um, he was breaking that down to build a new person. And in my pain, I felt as if God was starting to rebuild and Satan was just coming with a bat and saying, I don't think she's broken enough. And, um, and then more recently, I've just kind of felt like God is building me back up. And even mm-hmm. if he chooses to break me again, um, let it happen. 
you know? And um, when I was in college, there was uh, RA, so a residence assistant who was my floor leader, and she taught us this song that um, talked about allowing God to do whatever it took. Um, and the lyrics were just, whatever it takes, God, um, to bring me closer to you, whatever it takes, Lord, I beg you to do. Whatever you must lead me through, whatever it takes, Lord, do. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I allowed that to be my prayer. And I think I kind of got sidetracked mm-hmm. and um, didn't allow that to be my prayer anymore. And then when he, he did what he needed to, to bring me back to him and to bring me closer to him in my relationship, I don't think I was ready because I stopped praying it um, and I stopped asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in that, God clearly showed himself um, faithful and he showed himself good which he always does absolutely we, for, we sometimes I think we can forget that when we're in the pain um, but God knows what he's doing and he's for us we can't think because we're being you know absolutely. broken that he's not for us right and I mean I'm grateful for what God's brought me through in the last few months and you know every day is a battle it's not easy um, and I keep myself very busy mm-hmm. um, I mean I, I leave my house at 5 a.m. Or I leave my house at 6 a.m. I'm, I'm up at 5 a.m. every morning. And I don't get home sometimes until 11 o'clock at night. And I get up and I do it all the same the next day. Um, just because I think if I slow down, I'd have myself a pity party. Mm. <laughs> and I don't want that. Um, but at the same time, despite my pain and despite my hurt, God's using me to reach other people too. Um, you know, I've, I've recently started coaching um, at a ministry out what a gym outside of Rosedale Hmm. and um, I'm able to reach some of the people there and some of the girls that I coach and I'm so grateful for that opportunity Um, and I don't think that I would have taken that opportunity um, if I was in the situation I was these past few months and I had started and thought about taking that opportunity I don't think I would have and I would have missed the opportunity to see God work in their lives because anything God does through me is through me it's it's not because of me it's yeah. because of God and him working in me and through me um and I mean it's not as if I shove Jesus down their throat um or tell them you know you're gonna go to hell if you don't right. get saved kind of deal <laughs> I just show them I do my best to show them what God's love looks like and how I treat them and through that they um they get a little piece of him mm-hmm. and you know I'm grateful for that opportunity and just planting seeds absolutely and mm-hmm. you know I've already seen one of those seeds sprout um, one of my friends that I knew when I was younger um, uh, and being at the gym and talking to her about Rosedale and talking about her about the ministry at Rosedale I've seen gotten to see her come to Christ and her get baptized at Rosedale mm-hmm. and just trust in Christ more than she has in a really long time because she hasn't had it easy either. Her life's been a bumpy path and just to see how strong she is and for her to still be vulnerable enough to see her say, you know, I need something bigger than me. And for that bigger thing to be Christ, to see God work in that situation, it was just, it was God. It was a God thing. Thank you so much, Lizzie, for taking time to be on the podcast today. I've been really encouraged by your story and what God has been teaching you. 
And friends, thank you for taking a moment to listen today. I look forward to next month. And if you have been blessed, please take a moment to share this podcast. If you haven't already, just hit the subscribe button so you can stay connected. You can always connect with me throughout the week on my Instagram at Relating with Rebecca. See you next time on the I Can Relate podcast.